Well, hello and welcome to Straight Talk About Money with me, your host, Coach Chris. Have you ever uttered these words? I wish I'd learned about money in school. Well, if so, this podcast is for you. I want to take the mystery out of your money world so you can take back control of your money and stop living from pay to pay. I want to be able to talk simply and plainly about all things money. So if you have questions, and I know you do, then send them in to me at podcast at coachchris.com.au. And let's take the mystery out of money so that you can save, give, take a trip, buy your own home, retire, become a millionaire, whatever it is you want to do with your money, I want to help you. So join me and start your journey towards a strong financial future today. Hi there, everyone. Thank you for joining me. And today we have, I love today's show because I get to answer some of your questions. Um, And it seems like there's a bit of a, uh, there's always a bit of a theme when it comes to people's questions, because it's always about why am I where I am? Why are things difficult? Am I the same as everybody else? Do other people struggle with this? That type of thing. So my main thing today is something like, why do I have no money when I earn so much? How can people afford to go out for coffee and dinner and all of that? And things, you know, the nitty gritty of how much should I be spending on food? This podcast is, after all, called Straight Talk About Money, and I want to be really open and honest with you on it always. That's really important to me. These questions often come out of frustration from people who are trying to do the right thing, trying to make sure that they spend either the same as what they earn or less than what they earn. They're trying to be able to get ahead financially. But they're noticing that the demands on their life are just huge, absolutely huge. And I usually find it more often than not where there's the massive demands. I usually find it in the majority of people where there is a family involved. So let's say you have either gone down to one income income because you've just had your first child and one of you is on maternity leave Um, or you have several children. Um, and as they grow up, um, the usually it falls on the mum to stay more at home than the, the uh, dad. Um, not always the case, but that is often the case. Or reduced hours. Or if there's full-time hours for both parents, then childcare costs an absolute fortune. So it's usually around this area of family life and realising that you don't have as much as you used to do, your money's not going as far, you seem to earn a lot of money, but you never seem to have anything spare. So I just want to let you know that that is normal, okay? I just want to put your mind at rest to say, yes, that is absolutely normal. What I find is that family life is one of the busiest and most expensive times of your life. And it's really good if you can be operating on a budget before that time happens so that you really understand what differences are going to happen so that you can plan for it, especially if income is reduced. Um, Or if you know what it costs to run you and the things that are going to change. So that's going to affect your budget once the children come along. 
Look, having children is absolutely delightful. And yes, there are ups and downs. And this show is not about child rearing. Although, I, you know, I often wonder whether I should do one about that because I've had five children of my own. And I certainly understand the ups and downs of that. But what I do want to focus on is money surrounding those very busy years. So many things do place a demand upon us. And it's things like, um, you know, doing things with your children, wanting to be able to go out as a family, but realizing how expensive that is. I remember, you know, taking uh, my kids wanting to go to McDonald's or something like that. And they were really excited to do that. But there was two things wrong with that. Firstly, it cost a huge amount to take all of those children to McDonald's as well as two adults. Um, So that was seven mouths to feed and it cost so much. It was ridiculous. But secondly, within half an hour of getting home, I was making sandwiches for everybody because they were so hungry. So it really felt like a complete waste of time. So it didn't necessarily meet the need that they wanted. We wanted to go out as a family, but it was way too expensive. It's a lot different in price than you personally on your own nipping into Mecca's because you are hungry, you want something to eat, it's only one person. And that's very different than taking three, four, five, six, seven people, much different. So what tends to happen is people start to become very inward focused and looking at, well, what do other people spend on their shopping? You know, how can people go afford to go out for coffee? You know, where are they getting this money from? Well, again, I'm going to be really straight with you. Lots of people that you see out there having coffee don't necessarily have the money. So um, don't, uh, what's the word? Don't um, measure yourself against what you see other people doing. Other people could be using their credit card. They could be uh, going out for coffee and the other person's taking them because they, you know, they're, they're helping them out. It could be just a one-off something that they do once a month as a special treat for them. Or it could be going on the credit card, like I said at the beginning. So many behaviors of our time, I notice, are happening as a result of things being spent on the credit card. And I will often have people come to see me who, after a period of time, have got big credit card debts. And when we really look at where that money went... It went on coffee, it went on lunches, it went on going out. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's got to fit into your budget if you don't want to go backwards financially while you are on less hours, staying home with the children, increasing your family. You have to change the way you look at money. What's really important is that you work out for yourselves, if you are part of a couple, that you work out for yourselves what it is that is important to you, not what it is that is important to your friends or your family or your culture. I want you to talk together about what's important to you. Because I might say to you, why are you spending so much money on putting your kids through sport? That would be very wrong of me to say that because it might be one of your prime objectives to raise healthy, fit, athletic children. Whereas somebody else might say, no, 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 no. We're not doing any sport. My kids are talented musically. So we're spending all this money on music. 
Or we might have couples who say, no, we're not doing any of that. I want my child just to um, be outside playing, exploring. Let's go for lots of hikes and walks in the country because I want my children not to have um, anything imposed upon them. I want them to be free thinkers. You know, it really depends what is important to you. And you've got to decide that. If you decide that it's really important that your child has got a musical ability that you want to send them to music lessons, then that's got to be part of your budget. And it may mean that the only spare money that you have that would normally allow you to go out and have coffee with your friends, dinners with your friends, all of that is now going to be absorbed by the music lessons or the sports lessons, or whatever you choose, the acting lessons, whatever it is, doesn't matter. So you have to make a decision, how important is this? What you also need to have conversations surrounding is, in all of this, we're really um, drilling down to what do you value? So, you know, if you spend all of your time in an environment that is very pressured, And the way that you replenish is to be out with friends and family, enjoying great conversation, great food. Then that is something that should be very important to you because you value that. That's something that replenishes you. Other people spend a lot of time with other people talking and just want to be by themselves reading a book. As you can imagine, that's a lot cheaper than being somebody who is a lot more extrovert and needs needs people around them to be nourished and to um, feel better and, you know, to be just replenished and um, enjoying life, feeling like life is worth it. When we get to the point where we um, just go to work, come home, eat, go to bed, get up, go to work, come home, eat, go to bed, that, that does not feel very much like a life at all. But sometimes it feels like budgeting dictates that to you. I would like to really confront that thinking. I think the only reason that a budget would dictate that is when you are allowing yourself to be influenced by other people. My husband and I had to get very creative when it came to giving our family holidays, when it came to giving our family outings. Um, You know, we had to think of ways to do those things as cheap as possible without destroying the value that they bring. So let me give you a for instance. Um, We really wanted our children to do lots of reading. Reading was very important to us. That was something we valued. But because there were so many of of us and also because um, books I mean, I don't know what you're like. I love books and I do save them and I know what each book says on my bookshelf and I will go to it and look at it and I will sometimes reread a book. So from that aspect, books don't lose their flavor. But when it comes to children, sometimes they will go off on a series and they'll read a certain amount and then they'll change what they like to read. So it seems a little bit expensive to keep buying books, especially when there is a free service available in our communities. You know, our libraries are a wealth of books, um, podcast, uh, not podcasts, magazines, um, audio stuff, uh, audible books, you know, things like audio books is what you call them. So all of those things are available from a free organization called your local library. 
So why would I spend money when money was tight on that? Because I found an alternative and it's something that I value. So I pursue that. So this is what I mean. If you want to spend time with family and friends, why are we not going on picnics together, going out for hikes, things like that? It covers many things. It covers um, a great education about the outdoors. It gets us away from our screen time. Um, but it gets us being involved with another family. And usually families are always looking for things to do. And they love it when you can join together because the mum and dad get to socialise with the other mum and dad or the other parents. And um, the kids get to socialise together and race around and have a wonderful time um, and go exploring. So and this is something that costs very little. It just really costs your uh, a backpack full of food um, and drinks and maybe some hiking boots, which you, you know, they're secondhand shops or if you will not do that. That was one of the things that my when I was being brought up, my mum always made sure that we had our own shoes because she believed that it was the best thing for us. And I'm a, and that's carried on in my life, too. I always, met, always used to make sure my children had their own shoes. So, again, that boils down to value. So I'm prepared to go and get secondhand clothing, but the shoes have to be their own. Do you hear that value coming through? So what I'm trying to say in all of this is when you feel like life is getting out of control and you feel like, gosh, this income used to be a great income. What has gone wrong? I just want to encourage you and let you know nothing has gone wrong. Your expenses have increased. You are probably at the most expensive time in your life. Children, as they get older, that becomes the most expensive time in your life because usually you are either not both working full time or uh, you've gone to a single family or childcare has entered the mix, which is very expensive. Um, and so something's happened that causes that has caused you to not have as much disposable income. So you're still on a great income. You're still working hard, but you've got to make your money work harder for you. The other side is, of course, that you as you enter the higher tax brackets, you are paying more tax. So you might find money disappearing uh, from your from your pay packet because you are paying a higher tax bracket. And that's something, if you go back and look at some of my podcasts with regard to investing, how does that um, uh, have a look at your taxable income? How can that positively affect your taxable income? You might want to go and have a look at that. Also, salary sacrificing, excuse me, into your super is a great way to look at taxable income as well. And I've done podcasts in, that in the past, so go and have a look for that one. Um, you know, but things like this, there might be ways that you can reduce your taxable income through schemes that your workplace has. So a lot of um, a lot of uh, workplaces, not a lot, actually, there's there's certain parts of the um, of society that have options to be able to salary sacrifice through um your work and it's more not salary sacrificing into your super it's salary packaging so you can pay your mortgage before you pay your tax you can have an um um an entertainment card before you pay your tax you can pay your school fees before you pay your tax so there are certain workplaces that can do that and they have that option open to them so i do want to just help you to feel more relaxed everybody's the same don't look at what other people are doing 
because what they are doing, their behaviour regarding spending and appearing to have unlimited supplies of money is not always what it appears. There are so many people out there struggling with debt, struggling to keep up with what society is demanding of them, struggling to keep up with their friends and don't do it because um, it's going to get you into a financial mess. If you do it tough now, enjoy your family life as a, as a group. It was lovely to see um, people starting to be involved more with their children during our COVID period. That was fantastic. And realizing how enjoyable it was to just do things together in your home, out for a walk, out in your neighborhood, out in your community. And so I really wanted to, to just encourage you to change the way that you're thinking about money. Um, and with regard to how much you're spending on food, I cannot put a price on that because there's so many different allergies out there, so many different diets. Everybody is different and every family is different. It's got to be the budget that's right for you. So really have a look at where you're spending, how you're spending, which which supermarket you go to, which grocer you go to, which market you go to, whatever. Can you do it any better? If you really believe after inspecting it that you're doing the best you can do, that's your budget and you've got to work around it. That's who you are. That's how your family live. So I want to go in more detail next podcast on those demands of family life because I wanted to talk about what's normal. And what I think I'll do is I'll go through the each stages of usually your financial life, which will be singles, marrieds, all of that, and then right up to when you're ready for retirement and just show you a bit of normality no two families are the same. Let me tell you that. No two people are the same. We all know how unique we are. So it will be different, but it just gives you a bit of a benchmark. And I'm hoping that that answers your questions. So if any other questions, please feel free to write to me, podcast at Coach Chris, keep them coming in. Um, And that would be fantastic. And I will talk to you all again next week. I'm not